I ate so much butter this morning, you guys. You told me to make myself at home, okay? Which I'm sure we can all identify with. Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that was wondering if you might be interested in filling that gap. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Tom Schneider. We are properly married. Don't force something that doesn't come naturally, dear. <laughs> I uh, I was going to suggest that, <laughs> but like it's more fun when you surprise me. Yeah. No, I've been enjoying this. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a fun game. Yeah. As Cooking we something up for you. sit here in marriage limbo. <laughs> Uh, so we're here for The Crown, Series 1, right. Episode 7. 7, that's right. Uh, Scientensia Dulce et Decorum <laughs> Est. Uh, Scientia poten- Potentius Est. I yeah, forget. usually I write it down, but yeah. I have not been... I really thought I was going to have my shit together this week, Tom, but I didn't. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was like, my shit's everywhere. Yeah. I think that's, uh, most people can say that most weeks of their Okay, lives. cool. Yeah. Well, as long as it's not just me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, the other thing we have together, <laughs> today we have yet another very exciting guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, local favorite, Allison Mick is here. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, Allison. Yeah. No we are problem. delighted that you're here. Aww. We always like having you on this podcast. I always like being on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. I was just too depressed to have guests for a long time. <laughs> and now we're back. Yeah. Dispatches from the bedroom. <laughs> I'm still sad. Draw the curtains. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah. episode seven. I personally, this was my favorite one that I've watched so far. I am not surprised. Yeah, it is very much your line. This episode, <laughs> I, I suppose. Yeah. Well, it's all about constitutional law. Well, that's true. I do uh, like that. It's about learnings. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I think what it was for me was that this is the first episode where I felt like Liz was fighting for herself, because so many of her other conflicts have been on behalf of Margaret or Philip or mm-hmm. something like that, and this was really just her, you know... Fight- Sticking up for herself, yeah. not for, yeah. like, the party boys and girls that she lives with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a, like a like a teen Disney show. <laughs> Sticking up for the party boys. <laughs> Zach it's like and, a fun Zach and Cody thing. in college. <laughs> the party boys mysteries. <laughs> Whoa, bro, bro, I think I found a clue, dude. Where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sick! He just puked all over the evidence. What would party girls mysteries be? Um. Okay, you guys. Like Candace says, somebody put something in her drink, but like I don't even believe her. Who keeps telling Catherine what is going on in our group chat? <laughs> Find them all. Yeah, who's the leak, guys? Who's the leak? <laughs> it's basically like the movie Pumpkin, but without any subversivity. <laughs> I think about that movie all the time. It's a good movie. Yeah, but not not just good but just weirdly sticks with you it's such a weird movie it's yeah. like he's he is but he isn't <laughs> what a pumpkin <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> you know this is a podcast right yeah that's why I did it. <laughs> what are you trump <laughs> i didn't do that no, okay she, she, didn't do that. All right. she did a passable physical impression of pumpkin from the movie pumpkin <laughs> But I always, 
the thing I always there was think nothing about, Trumpian about it. It was it was as tasteful as that movie is, which <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to very. say. Yeah, it was an homage. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> I just always think of him saying, that's exactly what pain feels like. Because <laughs> he's talking to Christina Ricci about a broken mirror and like that that's how pain feels. And like, I don't know, that's how they bond. Yeah. I'd say that I need to see it again, but I really don't. Um, my roommate in college loved that movie and we watched it all the time. So I cool have probably seen, not really. She Mine also made me watch High School Musical. A she lot. was also really like unabashedly into Vincent Gallo. So there was like a Ew. lot. There was a lot going on there. So she just had a Ricci fetish. <sighs> Maybe. No. It's possible. She was a Pisces. Ew. Right. I mean, whatever. They're fine. <laughs> They're fine. They're a twelfth of our listeners. <laughs> it's just the women we don't. You don't like. know that. <laughs> Get anyway, them again, metrics. a twelfth of our listeners. <laughs> Get them. Yeah, metrics. We should take a new Patreon quiz. Oh, speaking of which, Patreon. Yes. Oh yeah, we have it. We've recalled that we have it. We're doing things with it. Things have actually been posted to it. Yeah, it's this is very, not just a promise. It's very exciting. We have delivered. It's all happening. Yeah, uh, we've ratcheted down the threshold for the Colin Firth Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're only seventy dollars a month away from doing that. That's right. I know y'all want that. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah. So like if you're parts, if you're pledging one dollar, right? kick like it up. Six, I think. It's yeah. too many. <laughs> Listen, this is all it's we a have. Movie. It's not enough, quite frankly. <laughs> I disagree. I actually really like the Joe Wright version with Kira Knightley. I know and you that do. hot That's guy. Good. Oh yeah. That Matthew, hot Darcy. He's, he's so hot. What's his uh Daredevil? Yeah. Oh, is he? I think so. I don't care about the Marvel Cinematic or Television Universes, <laughs> but that's not totally true. I did watch Jessica Jones and What about Luke, Luke Cage? Cage? I was just about to if say If you don't Luke like Luke Cage, Cage you are racist. <laughs> I was listing them that in chronological order. That was the tagline order. on the marketing campaign. <laughs> it should be. It should it be really the tagline for everything. Like, honestly... <laughs> If, what you, do, if you don't like Luke Cage, you're racist. That's the tagline for every other product. I think I yelled, if you don't watch Blackish, you're racist earlier this week to you. You did in our group chat. Yeah. Who's telling Tom what's going oh, on no. in our group chat? Uh, we're the mole. <laughs> Seriously, like our group chat's the best. It's really good. If you're listening and you don't have a group chat, like, what are you even doing with your life? Yeah, God. Okay, I so should know. we should we talk about the crown? Uh, like, can yeah. we take a, take a vote? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards yes. Okay. Yes. So we're Potentium. Gonna, yeah. Yes. Delindo, uh, Corinda, Latin, <laughs> Latin, Latin Schmatten. Am I right? Patronus Hufflepuff, <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> Speaking of which. Uh, we open on a bunch of planes flying overhead as some children cheer. Uh, we're at Windsor Castle in 1940, so in the grip of the first Nazi conflagration, mm-hmm. I assume the second is on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see baby Liz. She's looking out the window, and her tutor calls her back speaking French, uh, and she's explaining meal protocol for the royals, which is all old hat, if you have been listening to this podcast Indeed. for as long as we have been making it. That is a sentence that makes sense. Silver service or black tie service? Uh, not made clear. This was more about conversation. Mm, and yeah. it was about how nobody can eat until the sovereign takes the first bite. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, have you ever been at a thing where some people clearly abide by the nobody eats until everybody is served thing and like other people don't and I like just want to scream because I'm on the don't eat until like unless there's somebody yeah. who's like hey like go ahead mm-hmm. yeah like they're the sovereign as far as I like if a, per- a person with a person no- who's waiting on their yeah, food last a, a person who's waiting they on their food like last the least important uh, and yet I won't eat until they say it's fine yeah, it's just this very Christian, you know, the least among us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll inherit the earth or whatever. Yeah, or, you know, get their wings or whatever is going to happen. <laughs> anyway, so uh, baby Margaret is there also, like, making a face. So, like, you know she's the fun one. She's <laughs> always is. Party girl. Uh, <laughs> uh, someone comes in and says, time for the vice provost a little bit. So it might be the queen mum. I, I feel it like it was a servant. Flunky, yeah. I don't know. I just I get very mad when like inappropriate people say little bet. <laughs> as we know from my reaction, maybe it was a governess. That's true. To group but, Captain Peter Townsend. But to be care, to be fair, I think it's different when people were calling her little bit when she was still a kid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then we cut to her walking around Eton College amongst a bunch of baby toffs <laughs> who are running around just wearing fucking top hats. It's the in 40s. the middle of the day. Yeah. In the middle of the day, people were a lot more formal. In then. the middle of a war, <laughs> and this is also they reused the exact same like motif from the I think the last scene of the last episode, where in that one it was a bunch of black umbrellas, and then hers was like blue. And then this one, it's all these people in black, and she's in whatever she's wearing. Blue. Yeah. I think blue is her color. Eh, well, sure. They she's dress her in very cool palettes. It's like the sixth sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's blue. There's... I see rich people. <laughs> <laughs> I see privilege. <laughs> kind of our whole deal with this podcast. Oh, my God. You know what's next, guys? Hmm. Like, you know, like all the people are like, I don't see color. Like, the next iteration of that is going to be like, well, I don't see privilege. Oh, my God. We're all equally we're, underprivileged. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think really, like, it's all the same. Like, she was raised poor and white, and she's black, and it's, like, the same thing. It's yeah. exactly the same. Anyway, uh, someone calls Her Royal Highness to come along, presumably to see the royal vice provost. He's <laughs> not royal. He just is hanging out with one currently. Yeah, he's... I mean, I think he's a pretty special vice provost. You'd think that Royal would be... Royal tutor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so cut to him explaining Walter Badgett's views on the British Constitution. How is that That's not somebody from The Hobbit? Like- <laughs> yeah, it's it's spelled B-A-G-E-H-O-T, but Bag-a-ho. England, everybody. What are you going to do? Bag of ho. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the they describe the British Constitution as having two parts, the efficient, meaning the actual government, and the dignified, meaning the fake government. <laughs> meaning you, baby Liz. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. She's just looking at his pet raven, and I'm like, I think you like Game of Thrones too much, Vice Provost. She gets it. <laughs> what, She's like, ra- I know how government works, and just looks at the raven. <laughs> I learned it all from this raven. <laughs> Nevermore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the monarchy gives dignity to the efficient and is answerable only to God. Which does not explain why Liz is constantly doing what Tommy LaMustache says. Like, if she's answerable only to God, I really want to see her exercising that right a little bit more. Wait for series two, Kelly. God. <laughs> uh, I will, because Matthew Good's going to be in it, and mm. he's so handsome. Yeah. It's well established on this podcast. <laughs> I can't wait till series, it'll probably be four. When she just talks about how she, how much she doesn't like Margaret Trudeau. <laughs> I'm 
had it with potty girls. <laughs> oh my god. Could there be that many seasons of this show? They're going to do it for the whole no, rain. They're, no, they're not. Yeah, they Don't are. say that. This show is so boring. <laughs> not efficient but it is dignified <laughs> uh yeah and it's clarified that the efficient and dignified only work when they trust one another she is told that she can underline trust and so she does <laughs> i guess usually she's not allowed to underline this is a big privilege but or something. she's answerable only to god that's how school works i think she's pretty dumb i think they just have everybody that that uh she needs to work for just hand her a note at the beginning that's signed by god just like <laughs> Uh, do whatever this guy says. He's like, oh, well. It's like when Ron Swanson has a permit for stuff. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. <laughs> she asks the vice provost if he teaches this to his other pupils, and he says no, and he shows her their exam papers, which student teacher confidentiality here, but... Uh, I don't think... I thought it was, like, the exams that he was, like, going to give Oh, them. that would make sense, Versus... Because it didn't look like anybody had written on them. That's... But... That's fair. I apologize... I didn't see a blue book anywhere. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's all, like, math and stuff. Gross. And <laughs> <laughs> she asks if she shouldn't be taught the same things, but the vice provost says, no, ma'am, all very undignified. Um... God, I wish someone had said that to me. Like, I'm just saying, like, my parents are really into that, like, Dave Ramsey, and he says God wants you to know how to manage your money, so... Dave Ramsey? Yeah. Who's he? He's some Christian who says God wants you to manage your money. Aw. <laughs> That's nice. I'm pretty sure he's a white supremacist, though. Oh, God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Look, he's an evangelical Christian. Right. Ooh. Yeah. So, like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Honor. Watch out for those guys. <laughs> At all times, everyone, right now. Look behind you. <laughs> JK, there's no white supremacists in this apartment. <laughs> that we know of, Tom. I mean, I'm the obvious suspect. <laughs> Man. It would be really ironic if it was you, Allison. <laughs> I gotta... We can't even, you can't even come up with anything. I'm going to dignify both halves of my heritage. <laughs> um, I'm a traditional, no, uh, what is it? Uh, fuck. Orthodox? No, it's like, like, I'm like an Orthodox white person. Oh, no, no. I'm, a, I'm a cultural white supremacist. <laughs> it's just part of my heritage on my dad's side. Yeah. That's why I eat spaghetti and hot dogs all the time. <laughs> Half white trash on my dad's side. <laughs> So we see a series of nuclear blasts playing under impassioned Russian speech. I don't agree with the inclusion of this shot. Okay. I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to expand on that? <laughs> like, no. Like, like nobody, nobody in the story is seeing this. Well, like that's nobody's true. seeing this. Who's talking? Like we just get this fucking some sneaky rusky. Right? That's who's talking. Yeah, we just get some an unpassioned rusky. Some bullshit Warhol film in the middle of this show. <laughs> I'm again it. Is All what right, I'm saying. they're yeah. just letting you know that Russian deconstructivist film also happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're you, not. You, because I didn't to tell think us. that at all. You had to tell me. You might have already figured it out. <laughs> Quick we, shot. Man with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually covered the Battleship Potemkin on this podcast. So oh we're familiar we with totally Soviet did. cinema. You guys yeah. are like... Very unsuccessful? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> 
guys know more about the first half of the last century than <laughs> anyone. And yet it has come in surprisingly not helpful. <laughs> oh, it's great. You guys are like, the Nazis are coming, and everyone's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. We're not even there yet. We're at, just at World War One again. We're yeah. at World War One too. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> World War One, two, three, four. <laughs> Listen, World War One A. I'm trying. I'm to- <laughs> really excited about the very complex nomenclature that's going to happen because people are dumber than they've ever been. So, uh, <laughs> are they not going to call this one World War Three? Uh, I hope not. Why? I just hate for war games to be correct. I love continuity, <laughs> though. Like, <laughs> look, listen. We'll just do a Patreon extra about possible nomenclature for the coming global. What are we going to call it? <laughs> Do you want to play Trump is president? <laughs> no. I know. I don't I always talk about it on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's We're like, all aware. <laughs> hey, did you guys know who the president is? <laughs> I just found out. <laughs> oh my god, I had no idea. Thank God I listened to this podcast. <laughs> uh, so much for your escapism, <laughs> listeners. Kablam! Let's talk about a happier time like this war. <laughs> Anyway, Liz looks bored as a ch- as a clock chimes. Like Liz's face in this shot is me always watching this show now. Claire Foy's eyes just I know. So much. Yeah. She's so great. She looks so bored. I'm like I really she's, believe that she's bored. <laughs> she made me care about Queen Elizabeth. I know. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, that old possible. bitch," but now I'm like, "Oh, she's just a little oh. she's a little thing and she's supposed to do this role." Like, I'm like, "Oh, that young bitch." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's sitting with the queen mum who says, "Mr. Einstein has changed his mind again." Liz wants to know what he's changed his mind about. But the queen mum pauses briefly and says, well, that's rather less clear to me, but everyone's making a tremendous fuss about it. Here's the thing. All rich people are dumb as shit. I guess that's how they stay rich. Yeah. Because if you got educated, you'd want to give your money to poor people. (laughs) I mean, they still go to college. They just don't learn anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying there's necessarily any correlation between having gone to college and being intelligent. Absolutely I've worked with enough people with Ivy League educations to be like, what are they doing there? I mean, I I have a doctorate. Yeah. person you know that is not true i was just you you know know more about serial killers than anybody i've ever known but not about the law (laughs) i mean you know our previous horrifying president went to yale and harvard so yeah george w oh i was like uh allison was like why don't you like brock (laughs) (laughs) you guys know barack obama's also a cultural white supremacist (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens when you go to Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Liz mentions that she would have liked to have a better education, and the Queen Mum is like, why the hell would you want that? That makes no sense to me. And Liz does not like not knowing what to talk about with statesmen and hates having to steer the conversation to dogs and horses. I mean, they could have had her take one art history 101 class. That's the best cocktail party knowledge ever. Or just, I don't know anything. Like... A, a civics class, even in the civics of another country, <laughs> yeah. just like anything. Uh, but then Tommy the Mustache shows up and announces that Winston Churchill is on his way, and there we shall pause. Yes, for the only of our recurring segments, <laughs> because once again, I did not have my shit together. Uh, but luckily, Tom did have his shit together, and that's mm. what really uh, okay. Tom. <laughs> 
Tom had a mostly coherent stool. <laughs> wow. All right. So, yeah, it's a poop joke. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm going to just turn things over after that to our very own atomic advocate, Tom. Hey, it's Tom Repeats History. Hi. So, well, I looked up to try to I figure- love that you say hi. <laughs> like you've been here the whole time. I know, but I just got introduced. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I wanted to look up and figure out what it was that Einstein had changed his mind about around this time. And I'm assuming... Typical woman. (laughs) And I'm based on the... (laughs) (laughs) You guys didn't know Albert Einstein was really a woman secretly? It's like you've never even been on 4chan. You'd think you could have bought a better quality wig. (laughs) You'd think that, They didn't have lace fronts yet. (laughs) It was austerity measures, Tom. The war had only just ended. Yeah, so researching Einstein, I found out various true things, unlike the fact that he was a woman. These are alternative facts. <laughs> um, and in the context of the episode, presumably what they were, what the Queen Mum was referring to was some scientific theory, but I couldn't find any particular evidence about what he was theorizing about in 1953. Oh, I assumed that he was talking about the bomb, because they had just showed me that short film about, <laughs> about the bomb. bomb. Yeah, no, I mean, it could be. It could be something like that. Um, but I sort of started reading more about, uh, his, his politics, which I knew kind of about, but it was really more involved and more interesting than I thought. Um, so obviously, uh, you know, born in Einstein, or born in Germany, he was Jewish and that. Born in Einstein. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. Which obviously that shaped his politics. Um, and he was, between the wars, he was, you know, pretty pro-German in terms of dealing with the reparations from the Treaty of Versailles and all this sort of thing, and they're being allowed to be in the League of Nations. Uh, but he saw the way things were going. He moved to the United States in 1932, taught at uh, Caltech. Prescient. Yeah. And, uh, Just, he got out very early. Yeah, he taught at Princeton, and there, that's where he met Tim Robbins and Meg Ryan. That is correct. <laughs> the IQ. Yes. Got them together. <laughs> Walter Matthau? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I watch that movie. It's like That's a cute so movie. cute. It's, it is. Well, was, that, was Meg Ryan smart in that, or was she just cute? I think she was cute. Tim Robbins was smart. Okay. <laughs> well, he was the man. I so you know. <laughs> this is the most depressing conversation <laughs> I've ever had. Most oppressing. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, hey! I'm too oppressed to be stressed. <laughs> God damn you! I say that all the time. I love People it. always lose their minds. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he, he renounced his German citizenship in 33, um, and during the 30s and into World War II, wrote a lot of, um, affidavits trying to support Jews that were fleeing. Uh, so in Germany, they were so upset about this that, uh, they decided that his, uh, physics had to be eliminated from their educational system as it was unacceptable Jewish physics. <laughs> <laughs> and only only German physics would be allowed, which may partly be why they did not come remotely close to getting a, a atomic bomb during World War II. They were researching it, uh, but they were terrible at it and didn't really get anywhere. That's why they turned to the occult. Once <laughs> again, like it makes no sense to be like, hey, a bunch of people for arbitrary genetic reasons aren't good at stuff. Also... It's math. Like, they should just call it Arabic math, and then nobody gets any numbers forever. That's right. Only Roman numerals. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't know how those work. 
<laughs> Nordic runes, maybe, or something. <laughs> that's uh, pretty white supremacist. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Getting at it. Um, he was he was Zionist, uh, but sort of in a weird way because he wanted there to be a Jewish homeland in Israel, but he didn't want it to be a nation state uh, with borders and things like he that. He just wanted it to be like a gated community? Uh, it seemed He basically just wanted that it would be like, hey, in this part of the world, Jews are totally free to live here and they'll be safe here. Come on down. But yeah, it's not going to be... a gated community. Well, but it wasn't going to be a gated community because it was going to be just among the native palestinians intermingled with well, them well that seems pretty short-sighted on this part <laughs> <laughs> i mean they didn't end up going that way so who can say but he was a very like utopian kind of guy he was a pacifist mm. uh his whole life i bet he loved thoreau probably who doesn't love thoreau though? me actually that's not true the older you know i what would help with that some forest bathing <laughs> <laughs> i mean what doesn't that help with really it helps with everything <laughs> <laughs> You literally don't want to get this woman started on forest, or really forest anything. <laughs> should They're we, great. Should we tell everybody the story about Muir Woods on this podcast? <laughs> I got in a fight in Muir Woods. With a German woman. It wasn't it's my relevant. fault. I mean, it kind of was. It, it was kind of my fault. Yeah. We went off trail in Muir Woods, and a lady... She a, was not A German lady was like, hey... Get out of there! What kind of bitch are you? <laughs> she got really mad that I was off trail and having way more fun than her. <laughs> so I laughed and then jumped down into a creek and she couldn't see me anymore. Yeah, forest Whereas bathing. Me, Boom. me and my friend Dom were like, the German lady is yelling, we're going to leave. <laughs> I don't do what Germans tell me to do. But the important thing is that that lady actually is the reason uh, that our group chat is named the things that it's been named. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what kind of bitch are you? Yeah. What kind of bitch are you? All right. I'm Tom's the kind of bitch who wants to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, please tell us what kind of bitch Einstein is. <laughs> sure. What's that bitch Einstein changed his mind about? <laughs> <laughs> Typical bitch. Yeah. Uh, he was generally in favor of like world government and the United Nations and things like that. Mm. Um, and he was uh, a socialist. Uh, his whole life, he was specifically the branch. Hence the Bernie Sanders hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or does Bernie Sanders have Einstein hair? Einstein's got Bernie hair. <laughs> uh, particularly a, a branch called Georgism that was kind of big at the time. Uh, he was very into civil rights in America. He definitely had the experience of being an oppressed minority and the, you know, ability to see that that extended to other people and not just, you know, his own. So you're saying he had empathy. He did have empathy. Good for him. Boy, that must mm-hmm. be before it ran out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he invited Marian Anderson to stay with him uh, when she was denied rooms at hotels. Who's that? Uh, she was uh, the first major African-American opera singer. I'm pretty sure that was her. Okay. She was, I know she was a singer. And I, I was think like, it was... was she one of those hidden figures I saw the movie about? <laughs> She was not. The one I cried through. <laughs> no, you cried at the previews for a dog's life. A dog's purpose. The dog dies like five times, Tom. It's like... And they don't make any bones about it. Like, no bones about it, huh? Oh. That, was, that was rough. <laughs> Come on, we can totally get through this Einstein thing, guys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was throughout the civil rights era. He was he was uh, you know notably 
outspoken on the subject. He also was one of the, uh, several thousand people that petitioned against paragraph 175 of the German, of the German penal code, which condemned homosexuality. Wow, he was so woke. Mm-hmm. He was pretty woke. Yeah. England wasn't as woke as that. No, they were not. <laughs> Maybe that's what he changed his mind about. Maybe that's what's got the queen mum all in a dither. <laughs> yeah. Dither. Uh, so he wound up getting involved in, or caught up in McCarthyism, as you might expect. Um, he Happens to the best of us. Literally. <laughs> literally happens to the best of us. Um, he, uh, he actually, when uh, W.B. Du Bois was accused of being a communist spy, Einstein volunteered as a character witness. Um, and what eventually, what led me down this rabbit hole was that in 1953, one thing that I did find that he did uh, was he wrote a letter to a professor who was going to be called before the committee. And in him, he said that he had previously advised people in his situation to plead the fifth and not say anything. But he now felt that that was wrong. And he felt that, in fact, uh, he should essentially plead the First Amendment and not give any legitimacy at all to the questions that they were asking. He felt they had no right to do so. Uh, so this resulted in a uh, editorial in the Chicago Tri- Tribune that I found that was freaking unhinged. Um, it starts out by Einstein. No, 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 by uh, some presumably Republican ed- editor. Was it at- a daily? I I don't know. If you read any of it, you have to do it in a Chicago accent. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just break is, a bottle and wave it around while you're saying this it. This is our podcast. You don't get to dictate what accents we do or do not do. Now say you're sorry like you're from Boston. Sorry. <laughs> it says, break a bottle. <laughs> Allison can only do impressions of places where people break bottles. Yeah. <laughs> It is always astonishing to find that a man of great intellectual power in some directions is a simpleton or even a jackass in others. Jesus. Yeah. Can you even print jackass in a newspaper? Uh, apparently you can. I mean, it's his paper. I'm curious, curious what R.L. Ripples has to say about this. <laughs> he, he's very upset uh, that Einstein referred to McCarthyism as a, uh, an inquisition. He says, there's no proposition in physics which has been more proved than the proposition that the Communist Party sought to enlist teachers in its ranks for the purpose of preparing the minds of children for the repressive regime the communists hoped to impose upon them. I did learn that in physics. Question. <laughs> um, no. That's not Jewish. That's the non-Jewish physics. They teach that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I where think- did this guy go to school? I yeah, I, hard to say. I think probably Harvard. <laughs> I think we've pretty much say it like you're from Boston, Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he 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 also says, oh, had the German Reichstag shown a corresponding interest in exposing the Hitler conspiracy before 1933, would Dr. Einstein have demanded a Gandhi-like protest from the witnesses? Uh, What's the Hitler conspiracy? Because he was pretty real. <laughs> right. And the Reichstag was part of it. They yeah, were involved. Like they, also real. And it, they were like, we love Hitler. Hitler's our favorite guy. You know, and another thing that the Hitler conspiracy... They were just all getting together and talking. <laughs> like, oh my God, did you guys see what Hitler did today? <laughs> uh, uh, that was their group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Fun with the Fuhrer. <laughs> we should rename ours the Conspiracy. <laughs> I support this. But we have to put it to a vote to the other bitches. <laughs> Boy, you're just letting it all out. 
Some bitches podcast. hate being called cunts. <laughs> I don't think it's any of our bitches, though. We know words have no power. <laughs> yeah. I also just would add that the Hitler conspiracy had a, a central part of it was demonizing a shadowy figure, you know, cabal of others who were, you know, undermining uh, their country. The which, Illuminati? <laughs> which is exactly what McCarthy was doing. Mm. Uh, but it was different, though, because it was in America, Tom. It was different. It was American exceptionalism and manifest destiny. We are outside of history, Tom. All right. (laughs) Man, you're impressionable. (laughs) Say it like you're from Boston, Allison. (laughs) He already agreed with me. (laughs) Nobody from Boston would ever say that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you refuses to take seriously a communist conspiracy, the existence of which has been proved conclusively. Uh, the great mathematical physicist outside his own specialties is a great dunce. Man, my relatives would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I just was so struck by that uh, crazy editorial that I decided to just do the rest of the, the segment about that. Great. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Einstein rules, the Chicago Tribune drools. <laughs> <laughs> Go Pats. <laughs> That's my favorite Tom Repeats history that's ever happened. <laughs> Simply for the sheer amount of it that had nothing to do with history. Three times longer. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> super glad because I prepared very little for this. So. Yeah, man. If I'd known how little you were going to prepare, I would have... I mean, really, like, the entirety of the research I've done in the fashion of the 1950s is just that gif from American Horror Story Coven, where she goes, Balenciaga! (laughs) (laughs) Because every time I try to do research, they talk about Balenciaga, and I can't get past it. Yeah. Uh, Wastes. Having them, not having them. Big deal in the 50s. Big deal to have a waist in the 50s. But sometimes people had a sack dress, and people were like, the sack dress is tearing apart the very fabric, pun intended, of our society. Yep. Yeah, see, there's some research. Yeah, I did some research. I just didn't collate it. Did some. I did some. Why do I feel like I'm being asked if I did my own? I did some of it. Dog ate my dress. (laughs) Balenciaga is the dog's name. I'm going to name my dog that. Yeah. I want to get a hedgehog named Neely O'Hara. I've been talking about this for like decades. Yeah. Yeah. Tom's like, both of us are aware. (laughs) He's like, shut up. (laughs) So Tommy LaMustache informs Liz that this is his retirement year. Oh, <laughs> I like him. I, <laughs> I don't like, I, as, and we kind of discussed this last time. We like his performance. We, you know, we, we appreciate his efficacy in getting the things that he wants. I respect someone who's not afraid to be the villain. Um, is that why you're friends with me? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <You can't>. uh-uh. <laughs> is that like you're cold? <laughs> You could. <laughs> I just like someone who's like unabashedly just like this I is just, the way we do things. I don't and- appreciate his his commitment to doing things, and we get an explanation in this episode of like why he thinks this is so important. I love decorum. Okay, <laughs> so does he. I did not know. Say it like you're from Boston. <laughs> I fucking love decorum. <laughs> no one from Boston talks like that. <laughs> That's like when I do my German accent. I fucking love decorum, all right? <laughs> Heil Hitler. 
Edelweiss. Everything in your German accent with Heil Hitler. <laughs> no, this is the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah. So La Mustache says that he has already groomed his uh, two successors, uh, which Liz, Liz refers to as an heir and a spare, and she is so happy that she finally made a joke. <laughs> I feel like she's been trying to make a joke her entire life. Well, that's what happens when you're dumb. It's hard to make jokes. <laughs> If she had been like, Queen Mother, I wish I had gone to school so that I could have learned how to fucking roast people. <laughs> Queen Mom would have been like, yeah. It's a failure. Margaret's skin. much better at it than you. <laughs> Margaret is much better at roasting. You know who's really good at it? Um, Their uncle. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I fucking hate that guy. I yeah. love him. I- and Wallace and their pugs and all their pug pillows. See, so I- you who Madonna made that movie for. <laughs> <laughs> They have such fun little things. They're like, <laughs> yeah, but they're fucking evil. They're like, not evil. Tommy the Must. They're Nazis. Are they? Yes. Oh, they're, never mind. They're them. Nazi sympathizers. Yeah. Oh, well, so are the Mitfords. Everyone rich was a Nazi. Then. I know, and we we don't support that. Yeah. We're we're going to come out and say we're against this being a Nazi. Supporter. I'm against being a Nazi. I'm not against being funny. <laughs> <laughs> This is why my favorite show is Million Dollar Exponanza on Adult Swift. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, What's where we find out Allison's a Nazi? <laughs> this is the episode that decided to do my heel turn. <laughs> you heard it here first. Don't come not. Couple, not couple thousand people. <laughs> Please see her YouTube Allison, channel you're for re- more. You're re- what if I just told everyone I'm a Nazi and then they watched my comedy videos and they're like, Oh, I guess not. <laughs> I guess Nazi. Ah! <laughs> boom! Boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're delightful. <laughs> so she tells Tommy how grateful they are all, all are to him and uh, thinks that she could work quite well with Martin Charteris and assumes that he will give that his blessing. And Tommy LaMustache is like, uh, you don't get to assume anything about me. <laughs> He's like, you must not know about me. You must not know about me. I could have another queen in a minute. He couldn't actually. Yeah. He, yeah, she doesn't. he would never allow that. <laughs> it would be a constitutional crisis. <laughs> yeah, because unfortunately Martin is the junior private secretary and Michael Ledeen, the senior private secretary, is the quote, rightful heir. <laughs> Liz points out that she has worked with Martin before, and he was a delight on Downton Abbey, too. He was a delight. <laughs> I'm so That's happy so for Lady guy. Edith. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as the, as the younger man, it would be a more natural fit. And Tommy says, fine, if that's her wish. And Liz is like, oh, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, that's like when your mom's like, oh, dear. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say, hun. And then you're like, what? And then... I really forgot how that bit was supposed to go. Like, <laughs> it's okay. A I've, minute at, like, I've got a bit, I've, I've got a bit locked and loaded. You're cool. You did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. I love you. Guys. No, Liz is just like, hmm. Tommy the mustache's wishes usually come true. He has an <laughs> endless supply of monkey's pulse. <laughs> That's a really good. Thank you. Yeah. It's been. It has been lauded from <laughs> sea to shining sea. It yeah. should be. So, giant Winston Churchill has fallen asleep uh, in a chair where he's meeting Liz. Uh, but don't fear, Liz's corgis are in the room. 
I like corgis much better than pugs. I'm not gonna lie to you. Fuck you. <laughs> It should be noted, Allison has a patch of a pug <laughs> on her jacket. So, you know, we're never going to agree. We're yeah. never going to agree. Corgis are dumb. Uh, I think pugs fart too much. Everything farts too much. Like, <laughs> the ideal level of farting is zero. Yeah, that's why I like a hedgehog. <laughs> they don't fart. If they do, it's like a little... They're like... Oh, I farted. It's hedgehog's a hedgehog, talk, right? not a <laughs> not a SpongeBob. <laughs> anyway, she dismisses her corgis since they don't have security clearance, and she's like, "Honey, sugar, Pippin, say goodbye." And they like they leave. I'm like, "How well trained are these fucking corgis? They're royal corgis." <laughs> so Churchill, they all went to Eaton with old corgi top hats. <laughs> Churchill gets up from his nap and uh, blusters that one item overshadows every other item on the the agenda. I almost said the vagenda. Uh, the Soviets and their H-bomb. So That's he, where the series of nuclear blasts came from. I know, but I'm just saying, like, he didn't see that short film, did he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they played it at his gentleman's lunch club. <laughs> right before the naked ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, boom. <laughs> if you thought hear- that was a bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> so Churchill says that they must act swiftly to secure peace, especially now that Stalin is gone. Like, he used to be tight with Stalin from back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Stalin's dead now. But, like, everybody's like, ooh, the Russians, they're scary. Um... So he is concerned that President Eisenhower might attempt to take it upon himself to run the show. And apparently that would be bad to say it as Liz says. And that would be bad. <laughs> Did she say it as a question though? Because <laughs> she doesn't know. No, she's, she's like, I'm, but I mean, I don't even think it's a matter of being like, it's like, should, like, wouldn't it be cool if we didn't have to do this? Like, <laughs> right. Like they, they like, it's not powerful at all. Like, yeah, we have a, a monarchy back. to prop up. Let these idiots handle this. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he says it would be bad for all the obvious reasons. Mm. And she's like, remind me what those obvious reasons are. Yeah. And I was like, thank you, because I also would like to know, because I don't see a single downside to letting Ike Eisenhower handle this. He's an American. No one likes us. I don't know. Anyway, so the reasons are that Russia is a great old empire, which, no, it's not. (laughs) Like, they overthrew that. Uh, in 1917, yeah. uh, that demands respect, and basically America's just a young, loud whippersnapper who won't turn their damn music down and cut the grass like you told them to. Yeah. Which is also, you know, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever cuts the grass in America. It's one of our <laughs> defining characteristics as a nation. Cuts their own grass, right? No, I was just making a stupid joke. Oh. But that's also true. I was like, Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> My mom always cut our grass. Really? But I never learned because I'm a woman, damn it. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to learn how to use a rider mower. And yeah. our neighbors, they were riding the mower all the time. <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. Were they on meth? No, they were all uh, champion fencers. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Whew. I have accomplished nothing in my life. Me Fr- neither. <laughs> friend of uh, from high school works for the U.S. Olympic fencing team is like a media relations person. Oh, yeah? Yeah. One of my mentees was the captain of the fencing team at Harvard. But they apparently weren't that great when she was there. Was it Abby, that girl from uh, MTV's Maid? No, it was not. (laughs) (laughs) Played Frizzy with her a couple times. She's pretty cool. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Winston Churchill is sending A&E, which is our nickname for Anthony Eden, uh, Mm. to meet with Eisenhower, even though 
Liz is like, isn't that dude like real sick? Like I hear he's like not up to doing stuff. And Churchill was like, no, 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 we're fine. Look at his strong jaw. It's he's totally fine. Chill. <laughs> and Liz is like, uh, I, you know, literally the only job that I have is to like make sure that you guys aren't dead. So like, <laughs> don't That's fuck. Funny. She can hire don't someone fuck for that. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, but like it's on her, you know. Yeah. Anyway, and just a little background about why Churchill feels this way. Um, he really disagreed a lot with Eisenhower in the in the closing months and years of World War II because he felt he wasn't FDR. It was basically because Eisenhower was in charge of uh, the troops, and he refused to support the troops. He refused to factor in. <laughs> The post-war military situation in terms of, you know, the Soviets versus the West in his military planning during the war. He didn't. Churchill badly wanted them to push to get to Berlin before the Russians did. He wouldn't do it. Uh, all these other things. Um, beyond that. Because Churchill's like, look, it's so close on this map. And Eisenhower's like, no, it's actually really far in real life. <laughs> Beyond that, Churchill was delusional about Stalin and consistently believed that he knew how to work with Stalin and nobody else did, despite the fact that Stalin absolutely just punked him throughout the war. Yeah. And I want to see that web series. (laughs) Just just Stalin punking people. Who would his Steve-O be? I think he punked a lot of people. Oh, he did. Straight to the gulags. Um, Oh, listen. I read the historical novel novel, Sashanka, which I almost called a novical. (laughs) Is that like a Seussical? No. It's about a lady who was like a bigwig in like the Soviet party, and then she like fucked a poet and they killed her. Oh, good. That's the proper punishment for fucking a poet. No, like the whole, like the central mystery of the book, spoilers for the book Sashanka, incidentally. (laughs) So like, it was like, oh, like, like her fate was like, it was like a dual thing. Like her granddaughter was like, also research. No, she was researching something and like wearing acid wash jeans. Ugh. Uh, right. <laughs> you I shouldn't read, you shouldn't read this book, but like they were like trying to figure out like, Oh, how did she die? And basically cause she fucked this poet, a bunch of soldiers like sprayed her with a hose and sub zero temperatures. And she like froze to death, like a statue. And I'm like, listen, if you're gonna get executed, that's pretty dope. Like <laughs> it's like slow though. I don't know. It was really cold. That's not fast enough. You that would hurt. Yeah, but uh, Liz Lemon says that if you are <laughs> freezing to death, you get really warm at the end, and it's fine. At the end, <laughs> <laughs> there's I'm the beginning and the middle. You have to most forward to most I mean, forms you guys of vaccine winter. <laughs> you walk outside and every booger you ever thought of having in your brain is just like, I'm a icicle now. And it's yeah, worse. But to be fair, most forms of execution don't like have a positive twist at the end. Like right? That. Like, I think it's like, cool usually that she it's just was, all downhill. She was, fast as the she was a statue good. for a second. I think that's cool. A fast death is the only good death. Say it like you're from Boston. <laughs> I did. Like a Kennedy. Oh. Like a now Kennedy. Like a assault Kennedy. Oh, not okay. like a murder Kennedy. <laughs> Taylor Swift's boyfriend pled guilty to assault. Oh, good. I'm so glad there's still so many rapists around because it's like I'd run out of regular people. assault, not sexual oh, assault. Oh, well, still. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh shucks. <laughs> if there's no more rapists, who am I going to be mad at? Assaulters. I, I think you'll get by. Honestly, <laughs> I have a suspicion. Oh, so you know who I. you can be mad at? Um, who? I'm not sure if you heard this. Do you know who's president? <laughs> who? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to tell you. 
Good bit. So uh, we cut to a guy who's briefing Annie on the plane. Uh, Annie is taking off his jacket. Uh, he's not looking good. And uh, we also – they do this several times in the episode with the use of the old, like, tinnitus on the soundtrack, which I do not like. I, I don't like it either so because much. I have pretty severe tinnitus. And, <laughs> is that uh, how you pronounce it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Uh, did you it tinnitus. Did you know time. that the correct pronunciation of daiquiri is daiquiri? Oh, fuck that. It's true. That's <laughs> the worst. I learned it in college. I, <laughs> this, is, this is what I learned in college, that the – incorrect way that we pronounce things is the correct way <laughs> from someone who did a semester abroad in like st thomas no no this was uh actually like the agreed upon pronunciation in the international phonetic alphabet oh okay yeah so this is like from dictionaries i minored in linguistics so i get it <laughs> <laughs> i know the ipa <laughs> so he asks for his bag and pulls out a syringe cool yeah. Party boy. <laughs> Party boy. It's right again. <laughs> Bro. But he is, uh, his hands are shaking too much for him to shoot up, which I'm sure we can all identify with. And Been say there. it like you're from Boston. <laughs> I don't do it. I can't. <laughs> we finally found Tom's Achilles heel. <laughs> yeah. Like I've done enough British stuff that I can, I'll, you know, try something in a British accent, but any Just American do a British ac- accent with a little sauce on it. <laughs> <laughs> little That's zing. <laughs> Just a moment. <laughs> um, yeah, the colleague, uh, his colleague who he asks to inject him says it should be done by a doctor, but Annie tells him to just find a vein. Mm, and yeah. uh, the guy succeeds. Quite had a nickel for every time I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to have a positive effect. So we see a slide with Joe Four's total yield at the U.S. State Department. They're now watching uh, the slowed down version of the short film. Yeah. Uh, and a guy tells Eisenhower. And actually, I'm going to interrupt you right here because this is not Eisenhower. The subtitles say it is. Yeah. And I was like, that looks nothing like Eisenhower. And he's actually uh, John Foster Dulles, who was the Secretary of State. Okay, I wondered because yeah. i was like this dude looks less like eisenhower than the winston churchill in the first season of peaky blinders <laughs> and they show a photo of eisenhower yeah. later that's like the real eisenhower and yeah. i was like why the fuck did you do they that should just do the conan o'brien thing where they take out the mouth yeah <laughs> god i wish triumph did the get, insult uh, comic dog was in this they got townsend right though he looks just like the real one who uh peter townsend Oh. oh right, Group Captain Peterson. <laughs> Group Captain Peter Townsend. Sorry, look, we Salute. we have a very complicated uh, system of really? calling people things. Yeah, I couldn't pick that up. Yeah, I, I figured you probably had no idea from this. From all the what? <laughs> a lot of uh, nicknames. Yeah. What is this? Boarding school? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Run! <laughs> Run in the corridor! Have you Come seen on, them? Toffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, so it's not Eisenhower. It's this other dude. Yeah. Uh, he's, he comes upon Anthony Eden, and he says, he's not just a sleeping man, but a sad metaphor for what was once the most powerful country on Earth, which is so, like, on the nose, but also totally American to say. Yeah. And, like, yeah. every Everybody is like there with their pocket squares, like, oh yeah, very good metaphor. <laughs> yeah, great heavy handedness. Um Dully. anyway, there's there's blood on his sleeve from where he shot up and he just looks a right mess. Yeah. Uh, not the high point of British diplomacy. No, this is not this is not a good look. They did a lot of things wrong. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. A lot of fun American accents in this scene, though, I thought. Yeah. Because <laughs> there wasn't just, because they weren't just doing American accents, they were doing like American military accents. Yeah. And... Like when an Australian tries to do an American accent and they just sound like a shitty cowboy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean, uh, Heath Ledger and Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he didn't talk in that movie. <laughs> Man, I like, I could not believe he won an Oscar for that. Sh- no, did he win? No, no he, didn't. he didn't. But I couldn't believe he nominated him for him because I was like, you can't understand a goddamn thing that he said. That's acting. No, uh, it's to be- not. He's like Cootie Tang. Like, this you never was- knew what he was saying, but you always <laughs> knew what he meant. No, I didn't. Secondly, I understood Pootie Tang. Yes. I did not understand that guy. Like, what? I, I think you're forgetting the fact that he played a gay guy, and he yeah. wasn't even gay. What? So... Like, what's a gay? <laughs> Something that didn't exist before 2006. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was trying to think of anything else that started in 2006, and I cannot. Wow. First the movie Atonement, and now this? I don't uh, know. Like, that was like... First oh. Von Dutch trucker hats? <laughs> <laughs> Too much laughing. Not enough recapping. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so funny, you guys. No, this is this is really fun. <laughs> so we see Charteris in sh- being shown into Liz's study, and tells him the good news that she wants him to replace Tommy La Mustache. He asks about Michael Ledeen, but Liz says she wants to make her own decision for once. Yay, Liz! Yes, and happens to prefer Michael or Martin, uh, and he looks delighted. So, uh, and then she asked him, as sort of his first job, to engage a general education tutor, not too stuffy, with a sense of humor. Why, Liz? You're the boringest. You're not going to appreciate it. <laughs> yes, but she wants to stop being the boringest. Yeah. Look, we all know the comedy college doesn't work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a joke that no one will understand. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Yeah, we might want to get booked by some of those idiots. <laughs> it's the new San Francisco, everybody. I mean, yeah, I can't believe we have a new San Francisco after the new San Francisco on Mr. Show. <laughs> like, the things they were upset about, I'm like, how quaint. Yeah. Yeah. So, from an American hospital, Annie tells Churchill that he must have corrective surgery, and he has to have it in Boston. Me breaking a bottle and cutting out his gallbladder. They're better equipped for gallbladders. Yay! That's great. Right. Oh, thank you. Uh, anyway, uh, the best man is in Boston. He says that only the Americans are good at this because of their high-fat diet. <laughs> True. I ate so much butter this morning, you guys. Uh, Anthony, I ate half a loaf of bread this morning. <laughs> man, with our powers combined, <laughs> we could be almost at a real meal. <laughs> Uh, I made a bunch of three bean chili last night. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can I have some? Yeah, dude. Yay. Uh, Anthony Eden points out that Churchill always says that Churchill doesn't need him and he can run the country without him. I love that like Anthony Eden is like basically at death's door and he's like, say how much you love me. <laughs> I want to hear you say, say you're it. sorry. And like Churchill's like, I only verbally abuse you to make you do what I want. I didn't mean it. <laughs> oh, I was just damn. gaslighting you, damn it. <laughs> I was hazing you to make you part of the group. <laughs> so Anthony Eden makes him repeat that he depends on him so everybody who's screening their calls can hear it. And that's what passes for hilarity on this show because I was dying laughing when this happened. Yeah, it's a real low bar. And I know, but you know, you gotta take, you gotta take that low hanging fruit when you came. It's like, oh, they made the queen say oh three times. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh. 
Oh. Oh. Uh, anyway, Anthony Eden is like, hey, guess what, jackass? I don't want to die. And then he just hangs up the phone. And then Church's arm drops and he looks weird and that tinnitus effect comes back in. And then there's like too many close-ups of dude's <laughs> eyes and noses. Yeah, then that's true. Yeah. There's a lot of like zooming in on real ugly old guys. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know, nah, dude. I'm not I mean, about this. That's the old times and it's England. Like, try and find a not ugly old guy. <laughs> um, good point. Murdy. That's why she wants Charteris. She's tired of looking at all the dumb fast. Oh, yeah, Murdy's, Murdy's cute. Yeah. Who? Um, this guy, Lord Merton on Downton Abbey. Oh. He gets it on with. Um, oh, the thing your podcast is about? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> You know, some listener is happy about that. Thank <laughs> you for bringing it to the forefront, because otherwise that one joke of mine wouldn't work as well. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, somebody says prime minister, and Churchill's also ill, although it's not totally clear what happened. No. It's a sick old man. That's what they do. <laughs> so we see some Tweety dude sipping from a flask in his car. I'm like, this is my kind of dude. Yeah. Well, I totally missed it the first time I watched the episode. He's like Rihanna at the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then it's going back and seeing it again and be like, oh, he's so looking forward to this tutoring job. He's like, I'm not going to get through this sober. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, hey, come tell the queen stuff. That sounds yeah. real fun. Teach her about the three kinds of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> he should show her old episodes of Animaniacs. They talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be. She'd be like, what are all these countries? <laughs> Those are mine. <laughs> United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, <laughs> Peru. <laughs> um, yeah, so Professor Hogg has arrived. Liz was reading the newspaper and taking notes. Uh, On the newspaper? Yeah. Yeah. This well, is- she has a notepad. God, dummies. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have the Google back then. <laughs> <laughs> Just wrote, writing things like, note to self, what is Canada? <laughs> is that mine? <laughs> She just writes mine after every country. <clears throat> so uh, she explains. No, she writes mine question. <laughs> she explains to the tutor uh, that she spends a lot of time around uh, statesmen and men of intelligence and ability. Uh, and literally clutches her pearls as she explains uh, that she's too dumb to talk to any of them. <laughs> I mean, no one wants to talk about anything besides dogs anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That may not be entirely true. Just invent dog spotting and (laughs) everyone's going to be happy. Allison, you can't solve 1953 problems with 2017 Facebook groups. (laughs) If they replace all the words in the newspaper with just pictures of dogs, (laughs) we wouldn't have had Vietnam. (laughs) Try and prove me wrong. You can't. <laughs> uh, bold statement from guest Allison. <laughs> Find her on Twitter at Allison underscore Mick. <laughs> it's a lot of dog pics. <laughs> We'd like to reiterate for some reason that she is not a Nazi. <laughs> I'm really not. We are unfortunately forced to. I'm a Nazi about pugs. <laughs> <laughs> They're the superior bra. <laughs> Oh my god, you're so wrong. <laughs> Every time I've shit-talked pugs on this podcast, I think of you. <laughs> it's been multiple times. Oh, why? The cutest. <laughs> it doesn't even... like That looks better than an actual pug's face. That's what their faces look like. It's I a hate very how good. their faces look. 
They look like somebody's squeezing them and that like their eyes and nose and mouth are going to pop out. No, they pop in. I don't like it. I don't think we're going to resolve this debate, <laughs> unfortunately. Why not, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is now five hours long. <laughs> and we still aren't going to reach a conclusion. We are on the second page. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's pick up the pace, yeah. people. Sorry. Neither of you were noted for admitting that you were wrong. So... I dispute that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I I liked, this is sort of why I was liking this episode. I just really liked her, the sort of depth of feeling that she had about, she, you know, really feels bad about this. And I liked the professor so much. Why did we have an establishing shot that made him seem like a creep? Yeah. Like, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Because he doesn't want to be there. But he does. Like, I don't think that's reflected... It's not reflected in the text. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lust for alcohol as well as knowledge. <laughs> yeah. I guess he's just a standard 1950s day drinker. Dude. Yeah. Just a guy. Day <laughs> drinker, yeah. <laughs> Be right back. Just going to go rewrite the whole Beatles uh, catalog. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, hey, Liz, how many exams did you take? Yeah, and he's like, uh, so like your, you know, GED or whatever, and she's like, uh... A what? <laughs> your A level, your B level, your O level, your AB negative and I level. Just, it's so sad, though, because like, Liz did not think she could be any dumber than she was, yeah. and then she finds out there's like a whole new level to her dumbness. There's like numbers to back it up. Yeah. Sucks to suck, sucka. <laughs> so we cut to some old-timey caveman acrobats on <laughs> yeah. TV. And I am like, this is what entertainment was? Like, what the, what, what's yeah. happening? They're like, how could she get this dumb? And they're like, well, look what her mom's watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't even deal with the queen mom in this episode. Yeah. Uh, or the queen, any episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She's watching it and having a cocktail. And Liz storms in. And she's like, oh, what a pleasant surprise. I'm like, you better put that cocktail down and listen up, bitch. You better uh, down it now. <laughs> So Liz is like, uh, I have a question for you about my education. And oh. the queen mom is like, what about it? And she's like, well, the fact I didn't receive one. And the queen mom is like, uh, okay. I'm going to just play the queen mom totally drunk through this. <laughs> um, like, it was like soups props for a woman of your background. Okay. We were like raising be a princess. So I, yeah, back off. Most women her age are scullery maids. Like, calm the fuck down, Liz. <laughs> um, so Liz says it failed to prepare her for the life she lives now. And the oh. queen mom says no one wants a blue stocking or a college lecturer, a sovereign. They want a queen. I'm like, I want a queen who's also a blue stocking. I want a blue stocking sovereign. Yeah. That's why I want Jeb. Wait, what's his name? Jeb Bartlett. Oh, oh I was like, I thought you were going to say Jeb exclamation point. And I was like, <laughs> Jeb? <laughs> Jeb Bartlett. God, how sad do you think Jeb is on like a daily basis? Oh, God, poor guy. <sighs> if only uh, he was fabulously rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was saying bought, adjusted for fabulously rich. Sadly scrolls Amazon. It's like, I have all this. <laughs> point actually when i'm sad i love to go on amazon i just add stuff to my wish list and then it makes me happier and it's free and then when i'm drunk i yeah I <laughs> and then i'm like what a surprise for myself <laughs> the surprise is that i don't have any money <laughs> that reminds me i need to return some things to amazon that reminds me i get to burn all those fucking scented candles that arrived today <laughs> how many did you order five <laughs> the bed bath and beyond was having a sale i know I sent you the link. You did. <laughs> In the group chat. <laughs> Some people were happy about it. Okay. Liz is very frustrated, and the queen mom is like, I don't 
know why you're holding me responsible for the way you were raised, the refrain of every parent ever. Yeah. Uh, the refrain of every child is, I didn't ask to be born! Uh, mine really is. <laughs> That's everyone's. Because I really didn't. But none of us did. Um, the queen mom says, if Liz is criticizing her, she better look at her own motherhood. Because I don't see you blazing any trails in that department, and I'm like, whoa! That was mean yeah. of you to say. Well, yeah, she's a real bitch in this scene. She's better at roasting than Liz is. <laughs> yeah, really good. Point. No, she's just so she's like, and that's such a typical like. Oh, I know that you're actually right to be criticizing me, so I'm just gonna like totally change the subject to turn it on you. You mean gaslighting? Well, yeah, that and um, and she just talks about how she, there's a, a one particular moment where she says, "No one advised us to anything different." And it's like, that's her whole thing, is that's like, somebody should have told us that you should be educated, and nobody did, and so that's Yeah, that. like, there's totally, like, an empathetic way to play this, and mm-hmm. she chooses no. Her excuse is probably a lot better than, like, a lot of our parents are. It's like, <laughs> there weren't, like, no one told us. It's like, yeah, there are thousands of books. <laughs> and also, the internet happened when I was 16, so you really could have yeah. laid off the queen mother didn't have mommy blogs. She didn't have what to expect when you're expecting a sovereign. <laughs> she didn't have <laughs> Dr. Octopus. I couldn't <laughs> make it bro- I couldn't make it royal. <laughs> I think you mean HRH Spocktopus. <laughs> anyway, uh, she has clearly a surprising had, turn in British politics. She's clearly had many, many drinks. That like this is not. She's really been slamming them while watching this weird acrobatic act. <laughs> yeah, um, which also it's like had, their version of uh, MXC. I feel like it also had homoerotic undertones because like there was a cave woman, but two cave men, and the cave men Hell were yeah, like dude. doing something. <laughs> I was like, all right, what's what's going on with y'all? <laughs> um. Anyway, okay, so. The queen then drunkenly softens and says, don't force something that doesn't come naturally, dear. That's what I've learned. And that is not helpful. No, I would. I mean, I, maybe she thinks it's softening, but she's just saying, oh, you're too dumb to learn anything, which is not a nice thing for a mother to say to her child. Yeah, no matter how dumb the kid is. Right. But or the adult. If Liz wanted to learn more stuff when she had that stack of math tests, she could have been like, well, teach me this too. Yeah, she is Why? the queen. Why? But, I mean, this is—I mean, look, this is clearly not a royal family who's big on doing what they feel like. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think you know, we might well have just said, you know, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, he could have hit her, <laughs> poked her with his raven. That sounded dirty. Uh, had his raven poke her with its hacker. <laughs> going from bad to worse. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. What else is going on in this episode? <laughs> Listen, guys. If we move quickly, we can all have three bean chili. <laughs> so a car pulls outside the palace, and uh, Michael is Martin. God, Martin Charteris is showing his wife the new apartment that they're going to get for being private secretary. Um, and she, I don't like the way they do this as her being like the kind of Lady Macbeth of this scenario that she's like, oh, I must start having everything my way immediately and sort yeah. of thing. I thought that was lame. Yeah. It's like you're moving in a new house. I didn't There's blame her. stuff to think like, about. Yeah. Well, and also it was just like the answer to those questions was, uh, yeah, we can get that tree trimmed once I have the job in like a few weeks. Yeah. So that it'll be fine. Calm down. She's but. taking mental notes. She didn't have a Palm Pilot. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I mean, again, she had him. Well, no, look, that's <laughs> he's not, a palm pilot. That's not the problem. Like this conversation is not the problem. The right. problem is what happens later. Yeah. So, but like, <sighs> yeah, it's just implied that it's if, unfair. Look, okay, you know yeah. what? Yeah. Honestly, let's take yeah. it back even further. He just shouldn't have even taken her to see it. Yeah, he just basically shouldn't have it's said the man's fault. Well, I, I mean, I do think it is his fault for two reasons. One is that, like you say, making this trip in the first place. And the second is he did – my understanding is he's the one that spoke to the gardener, like, on his wife's behalf. But he's yeah. the oh. one that did it. Dumb. So – Well, and, like, I and, like, and I can't fault him in the sense of, like, okay – well, I guess – no, because he's like, we need to be discreet. I don't have the job yet. But, like – then just don't tell your wife, brah. Yeah. Like, don't act on anything until you know. And I mean, this is actually, this though, this was the point where I was like, oh, they're not, and really, she's they're not going to get ahead. him because this, this yeah. is classic yeah. hubris. Yeah. yeah. But she's looking ahead because like trees on a property line can be a huge problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that she's wrong to say, hey, that tree could be trimmed. I'm saying he should have signed the contract before saying, hey, wife. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, that's like getting a job 101. <laughs> uh, so Churchill is in bed and assuring Bobbity. Bobbity's back. That's right. That's his real ass name, Allison. We didn't make that up. Bobbity? <laughs> Bobbity. Uh, he's really Lord Salisbury. Oh, him. But yeah. everybody calls him Bobbity. I remember looking that up. Yes. So apparently Winston Churchill has had only a minor stroke, and they better not tell the Queen. Uh, I'm making a jacking off motion, <laughs> which Churchill probably can't do because he got a fucking stroke. <laughs> uh, Bobbity says they have to tell her, and uh, apparently Wait, is the Jock or Bobbity. No, Jock is Winston Churchill's private secretary. Okay, so God, these fucking rich he, people and their Ryan, fucking nicknames. He tells Bobbity that he told the Queen that he has a, a cold, and Bobbity's like. What? A cold lasts like for three days. And he's like, Jock, you have my permission to extend that to a flu, but no further. And I'm like, God, this is not, guys, this is, I know where you're going because I've been there myself. You're not going to get away. Like, I've gotten away with lies like this because no one cares about me. (laughs) (laughs) But they got like stuff to do. Yeah. They have people that will check Like the whole country is like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Yeah. The country loves Churchill. Anyway, Churchill's like in a Roth and he says that they have to bring Eisenhower to the UK so that Russia doesn't blow everything up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Russia wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that Eisenhower can learn from his wisdom, which I'm sure Eisenhower would be thrilled about. Uh, Time of the Mustache is on the phone with Bobbity. He's looking at his bug collection. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looks at the window and some people trimming back the tree that uh, Mrs. Charteris's wife, that Mrs. Charteris had requested trimmed, uh, and he makes a face. He also seems to be implying that the queen might say no to the request. How do we tell when Tommy is making a face? Uh, he always has a puss on his face. There's a, a little bit of tightening around the eyes, that's mm. all. He just seemed perturbed. Also, his big Pringles guy mustache. Yeah, really like does. Anything that's going on under there. A friend of mine's dating a guy with that kind of mustache. Oh, is and he I'm, a mixologist? I have no idea what his deal is, but he has pink hair, and I'm just like, I'm mixologist. Not... <laughs> anyway. Is the mustache pink? I don't know. Then he's a lift. <laughs> <laughs> So, Tommy the Mustache goes to Liz to tell her that Bobbity wants Liz to invite the president to Buckingham Palace. She's like, uh, I was planning to go to Sandringham. 
And I'm like, Liz, stick to your guns. Quit, quit giving into all these. Even though this is like, you have a hard life. You deserve the seaside. I don't even (laughs) actually believe that. But like, I just like, I'm just so over it with Winston Churchill. Anyway, she finally agrees. She's like, this whole scene, she's like very distracted. She's opening a letter and like tapping her letter opener. And I'm like, are you on Coke? Like, what's going on with you? Yeah. So finally. letter openers are for. (laughs) Chop, chop, chop. She finally agrees and then uh, begins writing to Churchill uh, about his cold. Because I know when my friends have a cold, I like to write them a handwritten note. (laughs) Yeah, you do. It's the proper thing. Don't handwriting note shame me. <laughs> so some guy tells Tommy LaMustache he needs to talk, and Tommy LaMustache is like, I'm busy, but uh, the guy says that he believes that Tommy LaMustache will share his concern at this, and he says that he has heard that Martin Charteris is to replace Tommy LaMustache. Uh, and so this is the guy who... Michael Adine? Yes, Michael Adine. He's so forgettable, I couldn't even remember what his name was yeah. when I was writing this out. Yeah, so La Mustache summons Charteris to his office. Mm. So we see uh, Tommy La Mustache mobilizing the palace staff to prep for the state dinner. And it's a very, like, Downton Abbey credits-esque sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of, like, tablecloths being fluttered and, like, roses being cut and plates being put just so. And, yeah. and then, like, seats. a knife being put down and then a knife being, like, tilted just so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just gotta make sure. It's and like right. they like they brush off all the chairs. Yeah, and I'm like, man, this, this, is, this show like likes where my butt goes. Like I don't care. If brushed. <laughs> yeah, my butt's already filthy. Did you guys brush this chair before I sat down? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> no, you're not. I know. Yeah, I, I mean, walk. <laughs> you know, you've already put your butt on it. Whatever's gonna happen is done. I brushed it with my butt. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, it's your fault. You're not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> You told me to make myself at home. <laughs> uh, the corgis are looking on as all this happens, not pulling their weight in anyway. <laughs> corgis are lame. Um, Charteris arrives to see Tommy the Mustache, and Tommy the Mustache begins lecturing him on the way things are done. Ugh, He's like, yeah. oh, you've worked here for three years. I would think you know how things are done. What? And Martin's like, yeah, I do. And then Tommy the Mustache is like, it would seem not. And I'm like, damn it. Dun, dun, Martin. dun. Martin, yeah. you goddamn idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Liz looks outside. Her kids are playing out there. And uh, also the corgis are there. So she's smiling at either the kids or the dogs. My money's on the dogs. Yeah, most definitely. definitely dogs. Have like, <laughs> you met her kids? They suck. <laughs> she's like looking at She's like, I'm a tremendous mother. Honey, sugar, Pippin, they all love me. <laughs> <laughs> Who could wear their tails would wag if they had any? <laughs> uh, so then we see Tweety Hog, which is... That's uh, his name now. Yeah, that's pretty great, actually. Yeah, thank I, you. I, well, because I went with Tweety, and then I was like, man, I like calling him Hog. They it's are great. both very good together. Yeah. yeah. Tweety Hog. It's like Boss Hog, but like less racist. Yeah, but, but like cross with Sweeney tw- Todd. <laughs> Sweeney Todd. <laughs> I eat booze and make thighs <laughs> out of booze. <laughs> I kill these bottles. <laughs> These are my friends. <laughs> it's some books. Uh, so Liz says that, uh, scrap the lesson plan, she needs to learn all about President Eisenhower and his interests. What are his interests? Uh, the military-industrial complex. Ah, shucks. I hate the 50s <laughs> and the present day. Yeah. Uh, he was very right to be concerned about that, and it's very troubling that even when he was president, he couldn't do shit about it, and possibly nobody ever will be able to again in this country. Yeah. Um, Can we move to Canada? Do they have a military-industrial complex? No, but they have a hot president. 
<laughs> well, then I think case fucking close. <laughs> I mean, have you seen this guy? I have, but I will be honest. He I am speaks not, French. I am not as attracted to him as like everybody else. He looks like Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. Yeah, who I think is like not that hot. Sorry. Sorry, oh. guys. Welcome back to this episode of Kelly and Allison agree, disagree on everything. <laughs> we agree on some stuff. Do we? <laughs> Look, we don't have time for this right now. <laughs> uh, the Tweety Hog then suggests golf and... Uh, Beyonce. We agree on Beyonce. <laughs> As does Eisenhower. I'm sure he does. Um, Everyone cast to. <laughs> Not the greatest. Golf, though, that was invented in England. In Scotland. Yeah, but Liz is like, give me a break. Golf. Well, because she's like, don't they all? No, no it's oil painting. Oil painting, Sorry. yeah. He says he paints landscapes, and she's like, oh, don't they all? I love how much he like hates dudes. Yeah. I like how presidents haven't changed at all. <laughs> uh, the Electoral College hasn't changed at all. Like Everybody just assumes that they're all uh, a white dude in the yeah. 50s. Yeah. And then when you retire, you start painting pictures of your dogs. <laughs> or yourself in the shower. Yeah, that's a real thing that's true. Um, so Tweety Hog requests 24 hours to read up on Eisenhower. Couldn't they have just had a phone call? Like, why? Have you seen how much of a hassle it is to call the queen? (laughs) Yeah. That's a montage I could do without. (laughs) They got a call across the ocean. (laughs) And who are they going to call? Ghostbusters. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But seriously, though, who do you, who are you like, what is your president like? What are his things? No, I'm saying, couldn't she have called Professor Hogg and been like, hey, bra, oh. plans. I need to know all about Eisenhower. And then he's like, oh, okay, can we push our meeting back? And she'd be like, yeah, bra. I thought you that was what Tweety was doing to do his research, was just to, like, make a phone call. <laughs> no, no. I think he's really Just gonna dial 1-800-AMERICA and all your questions will be answered. <laughs> A-M-E-R-I-C-A. Yeah, it would work. Yeah. I'm going to call that number when we're done with this. Beep, boop, boop, boop probably phone sex um <laughs> it's facts about that? america ferrera <laughs> watch superstore on nbc america i tried i tried your hearts are in the right place but god that show's terrible oh <laughs> i meant america the person not- well you said hearts and i was like yeah there's like a few hundred million hearts <laughs> Um, apparently Eisenhower was just baptized rather recently in the Presbyterian faith, and Liz wonders if he was dunked. Uh, mm. Tweety Hog would bet that he was. Uh, they then chat about horse racing a bit, and this is what I like because, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I bet on the Grand National. I, I did well with this horse. And she's like, oh, yes, I know all these facts about the horse. And he's like, uh, I don't know anything. And Liz is like, ha, no ha, ha. one does. I'm better than you at something. But and then is- he leaves and she looks at a book and her expression is, if only I could read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her letter to Churchill is just a bunch of marks. <laughs> it's like when Charlie Kelly on its always <laughs> Night men. <laughs> Fighter. <laughs> no, sorry. Day man. <laughs> Fighter of the night man. <laughs> the night man is with a K. <laughs> the monarchy. God, I gotta watch that episode again. I haven't watched like the last like four seasons of that show. They're good. Yeah. It's amazing that they've kept a consistent level of quality. Yeah, it's almost bizarre. Like, yeah, I like I, that never happens anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 
We'll save that for our It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia blog or podcast. Blogcast. Blogcast. Can it be called Charlie Work? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to send you an episode about Charlie Work. It's so good. Okay. All right. Are you dying? Okay. We're almost done. (laughs) Yeah. We swear. Let's hurry up so Allison doesn't die. (laughs) Oh, is it me? Yeah. (laughs) We're all talking so much. Clementine is reading Churchill Liz's letter out loud and she's reading it and it's like temporary inconvenience. Hope you feel better. (laughs) And she's like, what did you say to her exactly? And Churchill sits there looking like a kid who got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. And he babbles about all of his very good reasons for lying to the effing queen. Mm-hmm. While Clementine is like, can you please just retire? Because I cannot <laughs> even with this shit anymore. Good on you, Clemmy. Anyway, he keeps babbling. And he's saying too much knowledge is a dangerous thing. And Clementine is like, no one is running this stupid country. Like, what is the fucking matter with you? <laughs> right. Jock comes in to say they have a yes, and Eisenhower will definitely be visiting. And Churchill's so excited that he gets out of bed, despite Clementine's repeated insistence that he not get out of bed, and he has another fucking stroke. <laughs> because yeah. he is the dumbest man alive. Yeah. <laughs> what a god. What a I idiot. hope he's dead. <laughs> I would love it if he died right now. Spoiler <laughs> alert, he is not dead. Spoiler alert, he's dead now. I know yeah. he's dead now. It's not it all even, worked out in the end. It's yeah. Not even that I want the real Winston Churchill to die. I just hate John Lithgow's performance. <laughs> that exact same thing happened to me on the podcast I was on two hours ago. Wait, you <laughs> hated John like, Lithgow's performance? I hated Arthur Shawcross. I'm like, I, somebody fucking kill this guy. <laughs> like, well, he died in 2008 of thrombosis. <laughs> Whoa. Some leg thing. I don't know. I know what it is. I don't. It's pulmonary thrombosis where your vein gets weird. Um, he deserves it for and blinking there's like- so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably all that blinking that caused it, really. Have you seen this documentary? It's no. crazy. <laughs> Blinks like a crazy person. <laughs> this is a serial killer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all coming together. I think Allison and I disagree about to what degree we should revere and emulate serial killers. <laughs> I'm just saying that every article about how serial killers are super charming is just very good advice for interpersonal intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> just Qu- quick, somebody tell computer programmers. Just become a serial killer, but stop at the killing part. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, we see... <laughs> Listen, we're going to need to talk about this. (laughs) I said I'd stop before the killing part. Uh, We see Liz reading a book about Eisenhower. Uh, Uh, She's just looking at the pictures. She actually, yeah, that's true. Uh, And we see Bobbity and Jock. They agree that they had better put off the meeting with Eisenhower due to the fact that their (laughs) prime minister has had a series of strokes. And uh, also, they better keep lying to the queen because they've gone too far to fess up now. That's what happens with lies. Like, you just got to keep doubling down. (laughs) And it always pays off. Just ask a serial killer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We see uh, Charteris walking through the preparations for the state dinner, which is about to be canceled, but nobody knows yet. He tells the queen uh, that Eisenhower can't make it and that Churchill is still ill. So they haven't said that Churchill canceled the thing there's like yeah. oh president eisenhower like can't his his plane it uh it disintegrated <laughs> um, so she says that's a relief and i'm like aren't we at all con- 
concerned about the H-bomb? Like, isn't that what all this fucking rigmarole is about? She wants to practice all her new talkies on him. Nuke <laughs> <laughs> me too. Oh, God. Anyway, uh... She says that he looks weird, and he's like, yeah, well, um, I can't be your private secretary, and I just, I can't. And then she finally, like, worms it out of him that uh, Tommy the Mustache shamed him into refusing the role, and Liz then stalks yeah. off. Because he, he says, oh, I really think you'd be better served with Michael, and she's like, no, you don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Ike's walking in, and she's like, I have to take care of just this. <laughs> And so she goes and finds uh, Tommy the Mustache uh, as the staff are now carting away all the state dinner stuff. Yeah. Uh, I hate to think what the taxpayer outlay for that was. <laughs> I bet they just threw it out, too. I know. <laughs> anyway. When I was catering, I used to have to throw stuff out, like, in... T- <laughs> in fucking dumpsters in the tenderloin mm-hmm. as people watch me yeah. throw out fucking tuna tartare. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Human beings. It's like we're not good at anything. <laughs> it's like nothing changes ever. Um, anyway, Liz tells Tommy the Mustache she prefers Martin. Tommy the Mustache says, yeah, I know, but that would be a mistake. He says that there's a way of doing things here and that individuality in the House of Windsor is disastrous. And it's in the small things that the rot starts. And he goes on about the many mistakes of the D.O. Dubs, the Duke of Windsor, your favorite pug-loving Nazi. <laughs> um, and so it's like, oh, he wanted to have Buckingham Palace be for business and York House be for his private living. And then he fired all these courtiers in favor of sycophants. And I'm like... Like, That's what being royal is. Yeah, it's like he wanted his own sycophants, douche nozzle. Yeah, yeah, like what courtiers aren't sycophants? That's like that's what courtier means. Uh, yeah. Just one, Tommy the Mustache. Oh, fuck <laughs> this guy. Go found Pringles. <laughs> I thought you loved Tommy the Mustache. I do, but he's being mean. <laughs> <laughs> so Liz keeps advocating for Martin, but then she cuts herself. He, like she cuts herself off mm-hmm. at his repro- reproachful look, and he says. As always, you have the final say. And I'm like, what do you mean, as always? This bitch has not had the final say once, and she's the goddamn queen. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually interpreted that where she cut herself off differently because she was saying about how it would help me to feel that I have, you know, one person on my side and what can at times be a very... And then I thought it was just more about, like, just being British and not using any words that imply feelings. Oh, okay. Um, so that was, that was how I read it. That's also possible. Yeah. Listen, that's the beauty of great acting. It can be <laughs> interpreted in multiple ways. Um, so anyway, she walks out, and then Tommy the Mustache's phone rings. So the, yeah. <laughs> Well, what's that ring that everyone in England has on their phone? It's not. I can't even do it. Like the i. I was trying to do the iPhone one. Uh, oh. I have a Samsung, so I don't know things. Uh, there, no, it's actually in England. All cell phones are required to have "God Save the Queen" as their ringtone. Ah. So. Um. Yeah. So we see the the state dinner being dismantled. Um. And I'm very concerned about the cost. Yes. And uh, a secretary informs Jock that uh, Liz wants to see him. And he's like, hurt? <laughs> but like about himself. Yeah. It's Jock's time. <laughs> At Buckingham Palace, Jock tries to figure out what the hell is going on. He asks Patrick, the guy who greets him. And he's like, uh, I'm like, I know Patrick knows. Okay. Like, he's like, I can't tell you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Jock comes in, and apparently he used to be Liz's private secretary. Yeah, small Who world. Who hasn't? 
So she like opens her mouth to talk and he immediately starts in on apologizing for all the lies about Churchill's health. And Liz is like, that's not why you're here, but I think we should talk about this. Yeah. And he totally sells out Bobbity and Churchill. And now Jock is my new favorite character. Cause he's just like, I feel really bad. Like, why did they do yes. this? Oh, sorry. I kept begging them, begging them. Anyway, all she wanted to talk about was whether or not she should accept Michael Ledeen as her private secretary. <laughs> he's like, Oh yeah. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. But this yeah, is remember always- what happened to your uncle. Yeah. I love bringing it up. Another good lesson about lying. Don't reveal your lies until you're sure. That the you other... have to. Yeah. Get called out. Like, God, yeah. They're so dumb. I don't Yeah, man. I'm really embarrassed for the people who don't know how to lie. You know what would help them is articles about serial killers <laughs> and how they would lie. That and forest bathing, I think. <laughs> I literally... mean, have you seen blood under a full moon? It looks quite black. <laughs> Is it a quote from Manhunter? Is it a quote from Red Dragon? Who's to tell? (laughs) So, Liz... (laughs) Continue. Liz is discussing the uh, deception with Tweety Hog. I like that they're best friends now. Yeah. I want them to have a spinoff. Yeah. They just drive around. (laughs) (laughs) You know... He he drinks. She drives. (laughs) Tweety and Liz, coming to CBS. (laughs) Oh, that would be on CBS. <laughs> He's over 50. It has to be on CBS. It's in our Constitution. <laughs> the C in CBS stands for Constitution. That's stuff for cunt. <laughs> no, old Welcome people don't back like to that the word. Cunt broadcasting system. Constitutional law. <laughs> that reminds me of when I wanted to have a radio station called WCNT, <sighs> the cunt. And they're, they're, after they said their call letters, they'd always be like, man. Feel like a woman. Well, you live here now, so it could be K-U-N-T. That's true. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, things were different east of the Mississippi. They sure yeah. were. Back on W-E-R-E. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so she's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll just do nothing and be silent. That's my job. And he says, well, is it? And... What? Yeah. And she says that uh, she can't dress down these people who run the government and everything. And he says that she's right and they're wrong. And... Uh, he tells her, you know, and she's so concerned that they'll just out-debate her and, like, with their facts and knowledge and basic intelligence. And Sounds like a certain president we know. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Patrick Buchanan. Um, <laughs> and, uh... I miss Ben Carson, guys. <laughs> and she, uh, he tells her that she knows the Constitution better than anyone because that was the only thing she was taught. And so, in this instance, she can, uh, actually stand up to them. Uh, so, yeah. She, Liz then tells Patrick that she needs something, but she's not sure where it is. It is in one of various palaces, which Boy. really doesn't narrow it Boy, down. do I know what that's like. <laughs> uh, so we get shots of people digging through all the various palaces, and finally somebody finds her old notebook, which is not a blue book, but it is a red book. She should have yeah. looked in the basement of her mom's palace. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all mine are. <laughs> Yeah. So this tur- show loves montages. By the way, look, I love montages because they're easy to type. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I could go for a. Let's cover the next show all montages, <laughs> just for sixty minutes of montages. This is her saying "oh" a bunch of times. Oh, I want to see the dubstep oh. remix of that. I want to see all the outtakes. Like oh, <laughs> I said oh weird. <laughs> That's so weird to you. <laughs> 
bunch of cars pull up to Buckingham Palace and Churchill exit one exits one because uh, he didn't die like I <laughs> wanted him to. God, Clementine could have had such a beautiful life. She could have dropped in on episodes of Tweety and Liz. She could have started painting. God, she could have done anything except marry stupid Churchill. Uh, so we see uh, Liz pacing. She's waiting, uh, and then Bobbity is also there in the hall. Bobbity, yeah. Uh, and Churchill's like comes in and is like, "Oh yeah, you get to wait outside." Bobbity goes first, and you know it's pretty pretty great. And so Liz lets Bobbity have it, uh, and like it's really I really enjoy. It's great. This. I didn't the, do the a good job scene. of like recapping this because I was enjoying watching it too much. Yeah, I was... feel like I've already seen this scene on like every show that takes place in a public school. <laughs> <laughs> um, you wait out here. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, she says that uh, you have hampered and bamboozled the proper functioning of the crown. Uh, and his name is Cecil. And she says that, like, her father or somebody had told her that history ne- teaches to never trust a Cecil. She said that her father didn't subscribe to it. I tried to look this up. Ah. It's very unclear. There's some fucking... Did you look up British Cecil on Google and then just, like, your computer broke? <laughs> no, I looked up history teaches never trust a Cecil, and then it was too long. <laughs> The Quora article was too long. <laughs> That's what on happened. Medium. <laughs> well, the only thing I could find was that somebody said it in 1998. And that was like, all the people on Quora was like, somebody said it in 1998, but we can't find anything else. I was like, well, these people didn't find anything. I'm not going to find anything. Yeah. Fuck you, Quora. Yeah. So then I brushed my teeth. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. But so anyway, she says she's not sure that she can ever trust a Cecil again. <laughs> about this reminds me of when our one friend um tried to date this guy and they went on what she like thought was a date to noodles and company and then like it didn't work out and then she came over to like tell us about it and then she was like crying and she was like and i don't i don't know him i don't know if i'll ever be able to go to noodles and company again (laughs) and we were like we did not even know what noodles and company was Also, his name's Cecil, and then they're called him Bobbity. The one thing worse than Cecil. <laughs> uh, Churchill is shown in, and Liz also dresses him the fuck down and refers to her old notebook on the efficient and the dignified. And it's like, she's not as, like, rude to him as she was to Bobbity, but yeah. she's like, uh, she, like, is making him read her, like, sixth grade notebook. That's yeah. pretty bad. And yeah. he is, like, trying really hard not to cry throughout all of this. Yeah. And she asks if he is... Well, and she really... I just, hate reading anything written by a woman. <laughs> and just the way she pitches it at the beginning, she's like, you've given your life in service, and I'm not going to be dressing you down, but... And so it really just, like, it's it's hitting him right in his imperial nads. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she asks if he's sufficiently recovered, and he says... Kind of dodges the question and is like, oh, I can see that the time is approaching for me to step down. Not because he's a sick old coot, <laughs> but because she is ready and he has discharged his duty to her father. So God forbid that this be about you, Winston. Yeah. Uh, but then he's like, I'm still going to hold office, okay? What? And I'm like, fuck this dude. Bring, like, let Tweety Hogg be the prime minister. I'm fucking over this. I'd vote for him. I would too. <laughs> I'd vote for his party and then his party Look, would choose him. If I need, Wait, if I that's have, how that works, right? Yes. If yeah. I have to have an alcoholic prime minister, I choose Tweety Hogg. Yeah. Or literally anyone else in parliament because they're all alcoholics. Yeah. It's a prerequisite. I choose Rihanna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Her flask has diamonds on it. <laughs> Are they real diamonds? Duh. Oh, man. Not her Swarovski. Come on. I can't even. <laughs> well, either way, I can't imagine. So Liz walks into her apartments, and uh, there's Philip there. He's in tails and singing. He's putting on tails. He has been out playing a charity cricket match and also doing flying lessons and doing roles, which were unauthorized by the cabinet. Party boys fly again. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Uh, he did not know that the dinner had been canceled. And he's like, why doesn't anybody tell me anything? Like, because you never tell anybody where you are. <laughs> they tried to find you. <laughs> it was hard to find her in her own house. <laughs> yeah. uh, he says that she looks nice. There's something different. And she looks taller. Uh, to which she says that there's nothing shrunken about you, dearest. See, we don't even do the same sound effects for stuff. (laughs) We're from two different worlds! (laughs) Uh, So Philip says, why don't you tell your secretary to fuck off and blow me? And she is like, that sounds great. She is the most excited. And like, this is the most I've ever shipped this. Yeah. I I am like, this is cute. I've also been ordered to give a blowjob on occasion. And I was there for it. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is, I agree that I actually like this, which I wouldn't have expected anything involving them having sex to, you know, not annoy me. Yeah. But I wouldn't have expected anything involving Matt Smith not to annoy me. He almost (laughs) seems dashing here. Yeah. He's so tan. Incidentally, I talked to my mom last weekend and we both agree that he's a dick. (laughs) Although I think she says asshole. Yeah. 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 In case anybody cares, my mom doesn't like this show. She <laughs> thinks it is boring, and I'm like, I also She's think it's right. boring. So for all of you, take your cues from Kelly's mom. <laughs> you know, probably more than you think. <laughs> uh, so then we see a butler requesting that Major Adeen wait to see the queen until the following day, and it is a real, like... This was a real whiz bang of an episode yeah. for the like this was this was more like, a Liz bang. Ah! Uh, and I'm like, man, the cherry on top would have been this bitch sticking to her guns yep. and hiring Michael Charteris. Life is about or compromise. Not Mar- no, Martin. it's not. It <laughs> isn't. I've lived my whole life against compromise, and I'm not going to change now. Have you tried compromising? No. Okay. <laughs> No, but I just, ah, like, I feel like Jock would have been Team Charteris. I think so, too. But, you know, she basically, I think, I guess the message is, and I I mean, I did regard it as, like, kind of a note of tragedy to end the episode on. Yeah. But it was basically, I think what it's saying is she's found that there is something real about her job, and... She doesn't know what it is. (laughs) Well, you know, do... Sixth grade her knew, though. She gets to lecture the prime minister once in a while, which, you know, not many people do when you think I mean, about it. I feel it. like it pays pretty well. That's all she has to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all agree. But, you know, up until now, she had thought her job consisted entirely of doing nothing. And now she knows that occasionally she will get to do something. And so it's like, she's sort of like, well, I guess there is a point to all this after all. I better go along with the tradition or whatever. But it's, I mean, it does suck. She should absolutely have taken Martin. That's this whole show, though. It wouldn't have descended into anarchy. Having one weird minor victory and then... Well, and that's the thing. Like, Like, they're talking about, like, having multiple seasons of this show. I'm like, it's like... A legislative snuff film every time. <laughs> every time. It's like, oh, is something going to change? And then it basically never does. Or it's something that Philip wanted to do. Because she's still around. Yeah. I know. That's why she's still around. I don't think it is. You know who did everything they wanted to do? Margaret Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, Justin. I didn't mean to talk about your mom like that. I love you, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And I also wanted to throw out one thing that uh, I'm, uh, we got past. When Michael Adeen is going and complaining to Tommy LaMustache and he's like, well, did you know? And did you know? And, and like, I heard it from this because uh, my wife plays right. tennis with uh, Mrs. Charteris, as you know. And Tommy LaMustache just says, why would I know that? I do and love that, that. That was so great. That was fantastic. That was the line I laughed at in this episode. That's <laughs> yeah. so great. Well, Tommy, you're back in my good graces. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it. Yeah. Boy, what a time we've had. <laughs> uh, what a time. Allison, people can find you on Twitter at Allison underscore Mick. True. And the same for Instagram. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. One, takes- one L or two? Two. Two L's and an I. The right way. Okay. Yeah, I agree, actually. Just trying to help I don't out. trust a one L Allison. <laughs> if your name is Allison with one L, don't fucking follow me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that does it for this episode. Yep. Remember, uh, Patreon, sponsor us, and also follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we're at 5 Maggie Smiths. And on Facebook, you can just search up yours, comma, upstairs, exclamation point. Up yours downstairs, actually. What did I say? He said up yours upstairs. Every down your upstairs. <laughs> I'm real tired. Up Give these guys staircase. money so they're not so tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's our new tagline. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, up, up yours, yours downstairs, downstairs. Luncheon out. <laughs> <laughs>